0: This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing Steely Dan Ephemera. Hello and welcome to another beautiful mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. And with seven pages of essay, I'm Jonathan (laughs) Rooney Taylor. Nice. And this week, hot off the heels of last week's Reeling in the Beers 100th episode spectacular, this week we're tackling Steely Dan Ephemera. (laughs) (laughs) Ephemera. Uh, so we're going to be covering two different pieces, two disparate pieces of Steely Dan Ephemera. Uh, we're going to be discussing the, uh, their, uh, induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and their performance thereof, uh, their speech. And also the, uh, episode 10 of the web series Hyatt Rock. Brought which,
1: to you by Channel101.com. That's
0: right. Uh... Which, which covers the origins, uh, quote, quote, of the song FM. Uh, so let's begin with the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sure. uh, induction here.
1: It is the single greatest induction of a
0: band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's pretty glorious. It
2: begins with them being inducted by, of all people, Moby. Because this was the early 2000s. Whose teleprompter was not working, so he has to read off computer paper. Yeah,
1: and he clearly, he prepared for this speech in the same way that I prepared to do a book report on Huck Finn. (laughs) I read the back of it, and then wrote a whole bunch of really long-winded sentences about things that had happened in my life.
0: Yeah, in conclusion, Steely Dan is a band of contrasts. And I
1: simply cannot express how little charisma Moby has as a person. He is
0: a... He's a blank slate. Yeah. And what's crazy is all the stuff he has written in his speech, He, they're clearly meant to be jokes. They're right. jokes that, yeah. he, that he sat in his hotel room and was just like, oh, people are going to love these fucking jokes. He's jerking off over the quality of these jokes. <laughs> and each one lands
2: with a dispiriting thud. Not well, helped at all by his... Utterly unaffected delivery. Yeah, because
1: you gotta understand that every single line he delivers is When Steely Dan first asked me if I wanted to induct them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I thought that they were playing on me some kind of a cruel practical joke. I would not be surprised if there were rubber chickens in the wings waiting to be thrown at me after the end of this induction. But assuming that this is not a joke and that this is real, one time I was talking to my friend about how we really like
2: this song. You know? <laughs> Honestly, that was a good impression, but it had just a little bit too much life in it. Yeah, just, it was too lively. Yeah, no, I was I was listening, and that was
0: too much.
1: Yeah, it definitely reads with the cadence of like uh, how I spent my summer vacation
0: yeah. kind yeah, of Yeah, like like you can't see his feet, but you know he keeps like kicking at nothing, like shuffling <laughs> his feet. It's like I don't know. Seeing his hands, a band, I guess. And I just want to talk. They made that song FM, and like. No static at all. When I hear it, it gives me...
2: No, I do A like thing. the idea that Steely Dan is like, fuck all this stupid bullshit. So they're like, who do you want to induct you into the Hall of Fame? they're like, ooh, let's get that shitbird that says we're all made of stars. Yeah. <laughs> let's put his ass up there. That'll fucking show him. <laughs> Boy, howdy.
1: That song in particular of Moby's, where he just straight up steals the guitar riff from David Bowie's Heroes. Yeah, right. Like no one was gonna notice. It's one of the most famous pieces of guitar music in the history of the world. And he's just monotone. September 11th was hard. It's me, Moby. We're all stars. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I... Moby was a very large part of, uh, like, discovering music in high school. Because, again, it was the early 2000s and Play was on every television commercial. So it was just, like, in the water. It was just inescapable.
2: But, like, boy, it was never good. In comparison to the, like... Things you would listen to on Clear Channel. It was different (laughs) enough to be interesting. But that's what it had going for it. Yeah, definitely. Like, it had enough of that leftover
1: 90s club electronica in it to just be like, ooh, how how delightfully mischievous. He has mashed up this sample from an... Soul
2: record with yeah. some
1: kind of a drumming machine.
2: <laughs> and then we all got on our knees and thanked Jesus that there was something to play between the Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Patrick, there already was. It was called the Verve Pipe.
0: <laughs>
1: True. Not to be confused with the Verve,
0: which was yeah. a different band.
2: Yeah, they're, they're that's the right. ones with the uh, violins. Right? They Verve? had a
1: bittersweet symphony yes. that was stolen
2: wholesale from a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. It was stolen wholesale from an orchestral cover of a Rolling Stones song. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think they got it on discount. <laughs> now the Verve
0: Pipe were the ones what made the song The Freshman correct oh yeah the song that at my 8th grade graduation our student council was like oh the song we should play on our graduation is The Freshman no and I remember <laughs> taking drugs and dying and I remember very specifically standing there and going uh, if you heard? if you listened to the song? <laughs> it's about a person who takes drugs and dies. I'm like, but it says the freshman. Is the,
1: the freshman? And I was like, All Vitamin right. C had not released graduation
0: Correct. song yet. Yeah. Correct. So what were we
1: gonna play?
0: Well, and we also hadn't gotten
2: Boz Lerman's "It's Okay to Wear Sunscreen." <laughs> oh man! So you're slightly older than me. For me, it was yeah. grub it in, asshole. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> Look at those gray temples, you prick. Uh. It's in the beard too. <laughs> I'm trying to go for the. Mr.
0: Fantastic, white walls—it's not working. My
2: my years were stuck with Green Day's "Time of Your Life." Ugh. That's what we had.
0: Hey, buddy, that was my senior graduation oh, song that's too. Tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, again, they just wrote it and it just became the graduation uh. song, which is hilarious.
0: Because if you listen to the song, it's a bitter fucking song. Oh yeah, yeah. it's terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's bad, and I have distinct memories of senior year of high school. Someone had... I'm sure I've told this story. Somebody carved into a desk to all the seniors. I hope you had the time of your life. (sighs) i just like... Get get (sighs) the fuck out of here. (sighs) I will throw this desk so mad right out now? of a window. That is terrible. But I remember having like a roller coaster with that song because the first time I heard it was on the last episode of Seinfeld. Sure. <laughs> where beforehand they played like a thirty-minute documentary, like a DVD bonus feature before yeah. DVDs yeah. happened, and they ended it with a montage of Jerry Seinfeld uh, warming up the studio audience, just like right. smoking oh, sure, sure. up a storm and just like telling jokes. But there was no you couldn't hear the jokes he was telling because they were playing Green Days good riddance, oh. yeah,
0: and it was just it was basically just them like cracking up on set that yeah. was it, yeah. and I remember, and they they <laughs> at the end of the song,
1: they have all of the cast like. Cracking up on set, and they start playing slow motion. Yeah, and then they fade to black. <laughs> and I remember, like, ooh, I'm feeling emotions right now. This is a very important moment. Yes. <laughs> what's gonna follow Frazier on Thursday night? True facts.
0: And what's hilarious about nothing that
1: good forever? Is, is,
0: is Seinfeld was a show that was so anti-emotion oh the yeah. whole
1: last episode is fuck you forever, having cared about these characters yeah right
2: yeah, you shouldn't terrible have terrible people yeah. yeah
1: we send them to jail and they deserve it <laughs> Ugh.
0: so after Moby gives his bullshit speech oh, uh, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan come god, out oh god the so best speech is, ever so this is the year 2001 uh, I believe they had just released Two Against Nature their big comeback album that ended up winning Grammy of the Year for some reason uh uh, it's the album that has Cousin Dupree on it, um, and they come out and they're glib and sarcastic, the and absolutely they absolutely cr- they we clearly have interrupted their day.
2: Yeah, to Donald give Fagan them this award. is wearing
0: sunglasses <laughs> indoors, uh, and they could not be bothered to say much. So Donald Fagan comes out. He thanks all the musicians that have worked up. Uh, worked with them beforehand. And Walter Be- Becker he says... He very
1: pointedly does not thank Chevy Chase. Correct. Uh, Walter
0: Becker then says, I've said everything we, we need to say on our website. Uh, so I don't have anything to say here. This I have right God, here. It's so good. This is what Steely Dan put on their website <laughs> when they were... Uh, uh, inducted uh, into inducted. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. To the distinguished members of the board of directors of the Rock and Roll Hall of Flame, Fame, Cleveland, Ohio. We have just received word and wish to acknowledge that we have been chosen, slashed, again, passed over for membership in the internationally renowned Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is indeed a great honor slash great honor to (laughs) even be considered and shortlisted for this prestigious award, and we stand prepared to join slash be blackballed from the August company that comprises the inductees of the Hall of Fame, including, but not limited to, Eric Clapton, James Taylor, Paul McCartney, Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Bonnie Raitt, Paul McCartney, and the Yardbirds, including Eric Clapton. <laughs> As you may be aware, we are in the midst of a spectacular comeback year/ slash demeaning sequel to an otherwise perfectly serviceable career. <laughs> which has already been acknowledged and honored in a profound and moving way. And induction into the hall slash having been nominated, considered, and ultimately rejected by you guys again. <laughs> is certainly the icing on the cake for us. Rest assured that we will be celebrating this momentous occasion by lollygagging at our ranch with a dog named Spot and a boil on our face (laughs) slash slash skulking out to Starbucks for a double deep latte and a pistachio cone. (laughs) Of course we shall stand ready to participate in slash boycott (laughs) the festive induction ceremony at the pleasure of our fans to whom we owe everything and whom we have vowed never to disappoint ever slash or as infrequently as possible. <laughs> we shall be wintering slash falling back to lick our wounds in Hawaii starting any day now, so please let us know as soon as possible where we can pick up our trophies slash that we should go fuck ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> and what, if anything, we should wear. Mahalo and aloha nui loha, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker, founders Steely
2: Dan. Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, as
2: such... Well, they they, said everything they needed to say right there. Yeah, exactly. So as such, they do not give a speech. Instead, they ask for questions from the audience. Which it sounds like the guy, someone shouts, when are you going back on tour? Yes, and Walter Becker says, ask an easier question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: nobody asks any questions, so they just lean in the mic. All right, well, I've got a question. Uh, who played drums for Mother of Invention? Yeah, who
0: was the original drummer for the Mothers of Invention? <laughs> then someone yells out the correct answer, and they go, yes, that's correct. This is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You should know this stuff. <laughs> They're
1: clearly disappointed that only one person yelled out the correct yeah, answer. Right. Then
0: they say goodbye (laughs)
2: and meander away from the podium (laughs)
0: that's it Uh, then they walk over to their instruments with their band consisting of a bunch of people and Paul Paul Schaefer Schaefer. in a white tuxedo Uh, and then they play their song Black Friday in it's uh, entirety which is um, all about bankers jumping
1: out of windows. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh it's a fantastic song. Uh Walter Becker takes over lead guitar on this and it has a fucking great solo. He kills the- it. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: rocking. Yeah, yeah. They do that very typical VH one thing where they zoom into the fingers on the frets during yep. the solo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love seeing them frets. I mean, <laughs> this is I think when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony was being played on like VH one and shit. This was definitely when they were trying to like class it up.
1: Yeah. You know, they were trying to make it's... it like the Oscars of music
0: right well now it's on hbo so people can be a little dirtier but i'm pretty yeah. sure back then it was on right regu- although they did say f- fuck words here yeah yeah moby, moby said, said a fuck, fuck word yeah yeah in
1: the most boring way possible yeah. and just like moby I does thought everything that it said fuck up but it was actually upon further inspection funked up music but it still had an air of subversion <laughs>
0: Well, no, like like everything Moby does, he does it in half and fake measures. You know, like he dated Natalie Portman.
2: <laughs>
1: God, I wish that if I could get a genie's wish, it would be to be a writer on SNL the week that it came out. That, like, eight people who claimed to have dated Natalie Portman were all told that they had not dated <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> right. Because it was him and it was that writer that had done... Jonathan Jonathan Saffron Who, like, left his wife to try to marry Natalie Portman. Because they'd
0: had, like, some emails. emails. Yeah,
1: Natalie Portman didn't know who he was. And I desperately wish I could have written the SNL sketch that would have been the cold open to that episode of... We've provided a good public service. Am I dating Natalie <laughs> <laughs>
2: Natalie Portman's actually in one of my favorite SNL sketches. The What Do You Want, Natalie? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Natalie's rap? Yeah. The drink and fight.
1: That used to be. To
0: fuck
2: all night! Yeah. That
1: was uh, an Easter egg on the V for Vendetta DVD. No kidding. Yeah. Nice. It's real good. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that takes care of the, uh, first part of our steel. Oh, again. Well, hold on. Oh, so after sorry. they
1: fucking kill it with Black Friday, they get up and just walk away. <laughs> yeah, no. As if <laughs> as they if always... they told the cabbie, like, oh, we're just gonna be a few minutes, you can leave the meter running.
2: But they're never, like, beeline with a purpose. They're just sort of meandering.
0: Yeah, they don't even, say, like, they finish the song, they stand up, they do a half-houted, like, like, half-hearted, like, head bow, and then just walk off. There's no thank you. There's no goodbye. There's no we'll see you again. There's nothing. They just wander off the wings. And they are just walking,
2: no idea where they're going. Yeah.
0: They're probably trying to find, like, the craft service table, right? <laughs> so they can steal a bunch of sandwiches on their way home. Well, yeah. here's
1: the thing. So in the setup of the audience, uh, uh fucking Bono has they the... They only
0: show Bono! Bono because
1: yeah. he has the... Uh, the... Uh, oh, Jesus, Oscar Nights, uh, the actor who's fucking very famous, you know? Uh-huh. Billy he's Crystal. All, he's always standing and walking.
2: Roberto Benigni.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, fucking Tom Jack, Hanks. Jack Torrance from Shining. Oh, uh, uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Thank you. Uh, they give the Jack Nicholson audience, like, spot to Bono. Sure.
0: Yeah. Which is Just, now,
1: by the way, being held by Meryl Streep. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, but like fucking Bono, just looking, I just want to hit him in his stupid face.
2: Yeah, but it was 2001, so that means it was right after. This uh, was How to Dismantle an Atomic. No, 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 bomb. it's the one before that. that this was is like a, a beautiful day, Ooh. beautiful yeah. day. Yeah,
0: something on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it was a. Uh, um,
0: this is their big comeback album. Right, right. This is where they said, We're Stuck sorry for M-. Sue TV. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And it had like four great or chart topping Yeah Right,
1: right, right. But, like, yeah, so I think that they are just trying to avoid, like, getting into a conversation with Bono. Right. They're just trying to get out.
2: I mean, isn't everyone trying not to talk to Bono?
1: Uh, The Edge has successfully not talked to Bono (laughs) for decades. Uh,
0: So that's going to take care of the first part of Steely Dan ephemera. we have. The second part uh, is, again, episode 10 of the YouTube uh, web series Yacht Rock. With Hollywood (laughs) Steve. That's right. Created by Hollywood Steve uh hollywood steve huey jd risnar hunter stare dave lyons um, if
1: you watch enough of the episodes you will start to see like comedic bit players from like wyatt Sanak is in an episode or two dan Harmon is Harman. in a
2: couple of rob episodes. shrub is in it rob shrub Do the guys um, those four guys that created yacht rock did they show up in stuff later so, J.D. Risnar
0: is a Hollywood writer. He writes for shows and does voice acting. Hollywood Steve Huey was actually a music critic for the All Music Guide. Oh, okay. Um, Dave Lyons is a location scout uh, in uh, Hollywood. He very most recently, I think, did the location scouting for um, uh, uh, the Dolomite movie. The Eddie Murphy Dolomite oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what is hun- it, like a Dolomite Return? It's, no, what it's called like My Dolomite? Name is Dolomite. My Name is yeah. Dolomite, yes. Great movie, by the way. Uh, and then Hunter Stair, I think, is, does, like, behind-the-scenes, like, crew stuff. Yeah. Okay. But they're all people who worked, like, in the sort of, like... Well, the whole, like, philosophy
1: of Channel 101 that was a website that Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub put up was, like, we're in Los Angeles and there just is not enough work for the number of talented people in the city. So, right. like, just anyone can enter a submission to put your, like, essentially pilot episode of, like, a comedy thing on our website... And people can vote whether or not they want to see another episode of
0: it. Yeah, they would have live shows yeah. uh, at uh, a theater or a bar or whatever. Uh, that's where, um, yeah, obviously Yacht Rock like this this, um, Like
1: Rick and Morty eventually got, yeah, like, came out of this. House of
0: Cosmes, yeah. Laser Farts, like a whole bunch of things. Uh, but Yacht Rock is one of the big success stories of Channel 101. Uh, it's one of the longest-running Channel 101 shows. They got um, 10, uh, 10 episodes, and then they did two independently afterwards. Uh, to finish out the series. Uh, incidentally, I believe the Steely Dan episode was the one that like lost them. God, oh, But it's so wow. good. Yeah, it's so great. Um, they also, afterwards, created a podcast called Beyond rock, Yacht Rock, which is no longer operating right now. But it was the podcast where, as they coined the term Yacht Rock and brought it into the uh, popular lexicon, every week they would... Uh, define a new genre of music and count down the top 10 songs in that genre. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I highly recommend listening to it. They're they're yeah. hilarious guys. And yeah. they're actually writing a book on Yacht Rock right now, nice. Uh, nice, I just found out, which is really, really cool. And they have a new podcast project coming out at some point. Yeah. And Yacht
1: Rock itself as a genre is defined by being smooth. Real yes. smooth. Not mellow, as I have been scolded. Correct. Yeah, not mellow.
0: Yes, Yacht Rock, uh, that's one of the other big uh, focal points of the Yacht Rock Beyond Yacht Rock podcasts is they would have yacht or niat episodes <laughs> where they would take songs and put them uh, against the genie yatsky scale, <laughs> uh, where songs would rate on a zero to 100 on how yachty they were. And yachtiness, uh can be measured in a lot of different ways, uh, including yes, how smooth it is. Uh, generally, yacht rock songs uh, happened between 1975 and 1984 or 1986. Uh, They generally feel R&B, jazz, uh, and and, uh, uh, soul influences. They're generally done with very precision instrumentals. They're very smooth. They don't have to feature nautical themes, but they can feature nautical themes. Uh, There's a lot of different ways that you can measure yacht It does
1: transport you onto the deck of a yacht with the sun beaming down just... Kind of nodding along while you're drinking a beer. Right. Mm -hmm. It
0: really is just kind of an umbrella term to cover, for the most part, the musical scene, uh, the very incestuous kind of musical scene that existed in Southern California, uh, in the 70s and the early 80s. Yeah. Sure. Is really what it is. Anyways, enough lecturing. Let's talk about Yacht Rock. Yeah. So this is a web series that follows the trials and tribulations of those involved in the Yacht Rock sphere, mostly Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Uh, this but particular it's, it's episode... it's done
1: through, like, uh, it's hosted by a host, uh, but it is primarily made up of, like, Actors playing members of the bands in like important flashbacks to their career. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. These are, every episode is meant to uh show the origin of a song yeah. or, or, or album or of like
1: that VH1 show, uh Hollywood Off Ramp.
0: Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know what
1: that is. I don't know either. It was the Twilight Zone, but for VH1 and Hollywood. Oh. Terrifying. So here's an actor who's getting off on. The Hollywood Off-Ramp.
0: never heard of this. Oh
1: my god, look it up. It is tremendously stupid. Ooh, okay. Every episode is like, I'm an actor and I came here with a dream. Yes, I'll sign up for my dream job. Oh no! They're using real aliens! Ah! <laughs> oh no. And then cuts back to some fucking, like, V-jockey who, like, flunked out of MTV just like, well, that certainly was... A Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: Well, Yacht Rock begins every episode uh, with an introduction by Hollywood Steve. Uh, in this particular intro, there is a woman eating a sandwich while she's on the phone. She begins choking, uh, and as she begins asking Hollywood Steve for help, the familiar strains of Michael McDonald's sweet freedom kick in, and he looks at the camera and says, Oh, hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. And he begins his introduction you as he are always does,
1: glossing over the fact that he is holding a sandwich. He's holding with a whole
2: carrots
0: <laughs> and shit on it. Yeah, like, there's like it's plant a,
1: stems coming out. It is
0: a giant, like Bill Cosby, like Cosby Show hoagie yeah. that he would have.
1: It is like a full loaf of like family style bread with like entire heads of lettuce and
0: whole giant carrots (laughs) on it Uh, also (laughs) and like bricks of cheese isn't it crazy that Bill Cosby had multiple episodes of the Cosby show that centered around hoagies (laughs) I
1: mean of all the things he could have centered them around (laughs) I mean that's fair that's fair At least there weren't uh, very special episodes about how you should always trust what grown-ups tell you to drink. (laughs) Especially your gynecologist. (sighs) (sighs) It's
0: hard to watch the Cosby Show. (laughs) Sure is. Uh, So Hollywood Steve cuts to this is the story of Steely Dam writing the Uh, theme song to the movie FM. A A movie that I have
1: no frame of reference for. Nobody has
0: ever seen the movie FM as far as I know it is out of print. Uh, I know at one point my mom had seen the movie and when I asked her oh can we watch it? Her response was Nope, <laughs> never again. That, <laughs> uh, but apparently it has a pretty good soundtrack, and uh, yeah, it's s- got Steely Dan yeah. on it. and yeah. the song Ste- the song "FM" by Steely Dan is a great song. Hell yeah! Um, so no the-
1: static at all in that song. No, cool. really I listened static. close.
0: So this episode is about the feud between Steely Dan and the Eagles, and it begins with Kenny Loggins, played by Hunter Stare, approached by a uh, uh, recurring villain on the show, Gene Balboa, who's a music manager mogul agent, who is trying to get Log- always trying to get Loggins to do movie songs for Hollywood, but Loggins won't do it. He's on his way to Pooh Con, you see? He's got to sing his <laughs> songs about Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great lead, because obviously, as the audience, we know that he
0: does... Danger Zone Correct. for Top Gun. Which is the final episode of Yacht Rock. He finally yeah. records Danger so it's Zone. It's kind
1: of like all of the Fast and the Furious movies post-3 but pre-6 where Han is just like, oh, I gotta get to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: Han, you're gonna
0: die! <laughs> uh, so Gene Balboa says, well, if you're not gonna do it, I'm gonna give it to the Eagles. To which Kenny Loggins rightfully responds, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever man, the Eagles wreck. I
1: swear to God, the next fucking middle-aged divorcee that gets up at a karaoke bar to sing Hotel California, (gasps) I will
2: drop into a pit of snakes made of napalm. I mean, you say that until the next middle-aged divorcee gets up to the karaoke bar to sing Take It Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's one good Eagles song, and it's I Can't
0: Tell You Why, because it's the only one where they were just like, we're just going to do a soul song, and we're going to sing (laughs) it falsetto. That's fair. Uh, Every other Eagles song is Poop. Uh, so anyways, uh, Kenny Loggins uh, gracefully tells G Mabo, if you want smooth, you want Steely Dan. Cut to Glenn Frey and Don Henley of the Eagles mercilessly bullying the members of Steely Dan. Giving them both noogies. Yeah.
1: Which <laughs> I, one of my favorite favorite things in the world is nerds fighting nerds nerd fights are so great god because no matter who loses we all win that's right (laughs) it's the opposite of alien versus predator (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah the eagles are fucking razzing up steely dan
0: yeah they're like like, "Eh, schoolyard bullies they 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 literally
2: lunch money and rip (laughs) their shirts open
0: All because they've been given the gig to record the song for FM. Right. Uh, then we cut to the Eagles at home listening, listening to Steely to Dan. Steely Dan.
1: Like, God damn, this music's really good.
0: Uh, and specifically, there's a line in the song they're listening to that calls out the Eagles, which is like. Call off the Vipers, the, or call off the Eagles, the Vipers are listening. And they're like, oh no, they nah. got, they razzed us. Meanwhile, Steely Dan is having a hard time coming up with their song for FM. It's just not sounding right. And Gene Balboa is pissed they need a macho voice to beef up their their thing but unfortunately they can't use michael mcdonald as we see because they did 590 takes of his backing vocals on peg and he blew out his larynx yeah well he comes
1: into the recording studio and he's like well all right guys you know you need me i'll do it when a brick comes through the window hits him right in the larynx and he's oh
0: no yeah he comes and he goes hey good news my larynx is healed (laughs) Crunch. And it's, he gets hit by a brick that is tied to a record that has a note on it that says, Eat Shit, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> they put on the record and it's
1: Hotel California, which contains the line... Uh, you can stab him with your steely, steely knife. knife. But yeah, you just yeah. can't kill the beast. Yeah, and yeah. then
0: they go, oh no! An important thing to note for this show is that Steely Dan, uh, Walter Becker, Donald Fagan are recurring characters on this show. Uh, Walter Becker acts as the interpreter for Donald Fagan, who only mm. speaks in jazz scat. Yeah, yeah. So he only ever says, like, da dee dee boo da
1: So
2: Steely Dan goes to beat up the Eagles. With a tennis racket and a baseball
1: bat. That's
0: right. Uh, they
1: start wailing on them so hard that the Eagles are finally like,
2: we give up, we'll do anything <laughs> you want.
1: Stop
0: beating us up, Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cut to recording booth where they are recording FM. That's
0: right, uh, and this is one of the big standout. Uh, this is one of the big things that uh, Yacht Rock did often, which was using actual songs and having actors like sort of mime along with them. They do it in every episode, um, and it's it's. I love how like poorly, like the quality is so poor, but like on purpose. But the editing is so spot on with like the weird. Uh, segmented like panels that they use. Yeah, yeah. It, it is
1: very much like a bad rock documentary. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and then it uh, as we pan around the studio from Donald Fagin to the female backup singers, we end on Glenn Fry and Don Henley covered in bruises singing the immortal line from FM No static at all.
1: Which is hilarious because again, like knowing the like having a real life context of like But then why did they get them in the studio just to say no static at all? Yeah, right. One time. (laughs) (laughs) That feels
0: like a colossal waste of everybody's time. And, uh, I mean, like, obviously these stories are, are goof ups and they're not necessarily true. Uh, however, Glen Fry and Don Henley do sing back up on FM. Yeah. Um, and they were all part of this,
1: yeah, weird... And there was, like, even before I had seen this episode, I knew that, like, uh, stab them with their steely knife was, like, thought to be a dig at Steely yes. Dan. And,
0: I mean, Steely Dan very clearly digs at the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, in, in their song. Um... One of the things I love about the Yacht Rock web series is that it just recontextualizes this kind of, at the time, forgotten period of rock and roll, and it has gotten this like huge comeback now. You know, People now remember Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins and Steely right. Dan and the Doobie Brothers and Christopher Cross, played by Justin Roiland in the series, creator yep. of Rick and Morty. Um, I mean, they've got everybody on the show. It's fantastic. I highly recommend. All the episodes are still on YouTube. You can wash it. It is dynamite.
1: All hey, right, so uh, war crimes.
2: Oh, uh, that this is a mini. So we don't. We do, don't do war crimes. We don't do...
1: What's your favorite?
2: Nah, so expo- uh, what's your favorite seasonal McDonald's rest- uh, menu item? Oh, obviously the Shamrock Shake. Oh, oh come boom. on, McRib. See, I don't knows. eat the McRib. It's not meat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no, you gotta understand that it's the entrapped
0: soul of a necromancer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I eat them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the more I eat, the more
0: powerful I
2: become. Either I'm gonna live forever, or I'm gonna raise a whole graveyard army. Hell yeah! Right? One of the two.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm good with either one.
2: Presumably, the graveyard army will turn on me and kill me for my greedy ways.
0: But if you also live forever, they can't do that Ooh, to you.
2: Double whammy. You know
0: what, guys? I
1: don't want to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive.
0: Because life
1: is like an open highway. I like to think I did it my
0: way. Mm. Wow. Life is Life is a highway. Wow. And I'm going to ride it all night long. <laughs> wow.
1: Which, uh, to my knowledge, you don't ride a highway. Hey, are you going my way? Because <laughs> I'm going to drive you all night long. I should warn you. I am slippery when wet.
2: <laughs> gimme, 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 gimme! Yeah, I'm just so surprised to find out that John is into late Bon Jovi. <laughs>
1: you don't seem to understand how inescapable that song oh, was it when was it came actually, out. Oh, oh my, yeah, oh, the music was video was on all the goddamn time. Some guy not even under on MTV blew up. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah. yeah, well, Bon Jovi was back, don't you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like just... you're like friendly Midwestern housewife.
0: Oh, do you know Bon Jovi's back? Ooh! I'm sure I've told the story before, but years ago, uh, at my old Suzuki sidekick, one time on the way to Iowa City to go visit a friend of mine at college, I stopped at the world's biggest truck stop in Dixon, Illinois. Nice. And uh, even in the year like 2005, <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, we still sell tapes.
2: You want tapes?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: and these weren't like like loose, like a bit of tapes. These were sealed factory oh, yeah, tapes yeah, yeah. the actual tape itself was
1: made of white plastic yeah, yeah.
0: and i bought myself bon jovi's slippery one wet <laughs> oh, their man. first album which is basically a fucking greatest hits album yeah, yeah. pretty much because uh, it's got like fucking runaway and and living on a prayer it's got the whole deal so i put that in my car and i'm listening on my way out and when uh i finished listening to the album i hit eject and my stereo went <laughs> and then from then on, I could only listen <laughs> to Bon Jovi,
1: slippery when wet. Look, your car had great taste. What I it did, man. It but did I'll find
0: you. the best Bon Jovi. Hey, album. man, it liked that bad medicine. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? You know what I'm saying my my stereo was a cowboy. Wanted dead or alive.
2: <laughs>
0: he walks these streets. A loaded six-string on my
2: back. That means Bon Jovi has a guitar that's also a gun. Like Uh, an El Mariachi. True facts. But three el Mariachi. In that movie, he just plays a carriage driver. Briefly. (laughs) That's right. Very briefly. Is that Young Guns? Uh, I think it's Two. Okay, but yeah. that's Blaze of Glory. True. Yeah, I think that's yeah, the yeah. one I'm pretty sure he's in. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in too.
0: that. But but the song, uh, the fucking cowboy song, is that's for, just a song. Yeah, that's just that's a just song. his own yeah. thing. That yeah, has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with Young Guns. Yeah. Right? That is was
2: fucking though it suburban. is on the Blaze of Glory album. Yeah. No, it's on Slippery When Wet. Yeah, yeah. But he put it on the also, other. Oh, one. sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I just fucking love how this fucking middle class kid from suburban New Jersey is just like they want me dead or alive because I rock too
0: hard.
1: That's right, man. What the fuck are you talking about? Get a haircut, hippie.
0: (laughs) I like that he was the only, they were like the only hair metal-y band that was just like, instead of singing about just girls or like drugs and alcohol, they were like talking
2: about like union men going on strike. They They were like hair metal Springsteen. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, like, and and they would not talk about it like it was purposefully obfuscated for years and years and years. That son of a bitch has been married to the same woman his entire life. Yeah, absolutely. From, like, when they were 19 or something.
0: Oh, yeah. And, like, not only that, but, like, the bass player for Bon Jovi has never been, like, credited for anything and yes. he's just like a guy.
2: Yeah, that's right. They have this, the random, and he's like 40. Yeah, he's just some dude. He's way older than they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God, Bon Jovi's great. How do we get to Bon Jovi? <laughs> because <laughs> because, because this guy oh, that's wanted right. to do his My
2: Life Well, bits. I tried to
0: do Tom Cochran and you refused. <laughs> no.
2: Who's Tom Cochran? He
0: did Life as high, a Highway. And I want to ride, ride it, it all, all night, night long. long. Yeah. <laughs> gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, yeah. bam, bam, bam. Be. Plus, in a lot of
1: ways, doesn't Steely Dan just bring us to Bon Jovi?
2: I mean, in a lot of ways, yes. Yes, but yeah. in a lot of ways, no. <laughs> yeah. Also, in many ways, no. Yeah. But we do learn that it's very important to do that really precise bow, wow, wow that Sambora does for every single song. Sure. Well, yeah. he had that like funny talk box to do it yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ow, wow. I heard he got fired from Bon Jovi. He did. Oh, was he doing too many drugs? No, probably.
0: Ah, oh. oh, Richie.
1: What was happening is he had in his rider that he wanted a bowl of all brown M&Ms. And they were like, all right, buddy, you got it. But then he would just eat the M <laughs> <laughs> and M's. They're like, buddy, that's not what that's in the rider for. And he said,
2: "I love my chocolate candy treats." And they said, "I don't think it's going to work out." Goodbye, Richie. <laughs> I hope he starts a band with Slash, and they exclusively do music videos where they play guitar in ridiculous places. I mean, that's basically Ooh. Queens
1: of the Stone Age. Right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's all of the guitar players that get tired of their front men doing a heroin.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's true. Instead, so they joined up with the, uh, the guitar player. Fucking Stone player. Temple Pilots guy
1: was apparently the stable one.
0: <laughs> I think you're thinking of uh, Velvet, oh, thinking Revolver. Velvet, Revolver. Velvet Revolver. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's right. Queens
1: of the Stone Age is uh Dave Grohl's like weirdo. Queens
0: of the Stone project. Age is Josh Homme's band that Dave yeah. Grohl has played drums in before. Josh Homme doesn't do a lot of drugs. I mean, not anymore. Now he just <laughs> kicks photographers in the face from the stage. Hey, that's I I cool, cool it. though. Like, but like now, like now, like in the 70s. <laughs> now, like, now like in the seventies where you could just like. We're not in the 70s where you could do literally anything and they're like, hey, rock and roll. This is like 2016, where he's just like, hey, lady photographer taking pictures of me during a show. Boom. Kick. Jeez. But
1: you hired me to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not great.
2: Okay, that, yeah. that doesn't sound great.
0: Yeah. He's also the drummer of the Eagles of Death Metal. The band that the was The band p- that, they, yep. that was playing in Paris when all that horrible
2: yeah they they had down. a
1: mass shooting at one of their concerts, and then they all went on the record as saying the only thing that could have stopped that was more guns. yeah oh, jeez, that's not the thing you
2: say. yeah, but that
0: was what was crazy was like they did the show, they got out and like they were this big inspirational thing because they they did this big comeback concert where they played at the same place. and then after they did that and they filmed it for a documentary, but the documentary hadn't come out yet, after they filmed that concert, they were just like, yeah, man, more guns for people. And they're like, oh, but we made this very inspirational <laughs> documentary that's going to go on HBO that people are going to Oh, Jesse. <laughs> they, there's a reason they call you Jesse the Devil Hughes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it sucks on multiple levels, especially because the Eagles of Death Metal is a great fucking band name. <laughs> it's such a good band it's name. So,
0: speaking of the Eagles, yeah.
1: God damn, what a good band name.
0: And they're a pretty good band too. That's the thing. They're just like straight up like rock, rock and roll. Yeah. True. Anyways, not like the fucking Guns N' Roses. Give me the reggae. That's right. Sometimes they go into reggae and therefore uh... they are trash.
1: Axl Rose, don't get your hair braided by a 14 year old on
2: spring oh, break. Oh, yeah, that's
0: unfortunate. Do some self respect. Just don't. <laughs>
2: just no matter what the thing you think you should do is, don't do it. I'm trying to think was it the Rock and Roll Hall
1: of Fame where he wore that really long yellow raincoat? maybe? And like he ran out of breath because he ran to the stage. No, like that own. was the MTV VMAs. VMAs. That's what and it that was. was like it was their big reunion. They,
0: well, they'd finally released Chinese Democracy yeah. after like 20 years and he sprints on stage from like 100 yards away and then went, welcome to the show Fun games <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go further Pat because Now's Pat Nelswell does the exact same bit. but yes, but it so that's is exactly so what intriguing. happened. Yeah. And he did it again at Rockin' Rio like a year later. Did he, yeah. he get <laughs> in shape for that one? No! no.
2: <laughs> he oh. absolutely
1: did
0: not.
2: Oh, that's bad news. And he's
1: also got like a thick, like not quite a goatee, but not quite a beard. It looks like like uh like a camp prank gone wrong. Like, someone put glue on his lip yeah. while he was asleep, and yeah. he, like, yeah. rolled over on some
0: hay. And it, it looks like all the campers shaved their pubes and just, yeah. like, threw them at his glue <laughs> face. Man, that's tough. It's unfortunate. He's not a facial hair guy. No. no. no and no. all of the other band
1: members, because none of the original Guns N' Roses want anything to do with him. Except
0: Slash. He's part of the band now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice.
1: But, like, his, like, bass player and drummer are all, like... 20 year old kids. Right.
0: Well, Steven Adler can barely play drums anymore because he's like a a recovering, horrible heroin addict. Duff McKagan, I don't think, will play with them because of that. And then, um, who was the other one? There's one other guy who won't play with them. It's pretty much just Ash and Slash. uh, Axel and Slash. I was going to say Ash and Slash. And frankly,
2: (laughs) Axel has done too many drugs to keep performing. Really, only Slash can still
1: perform. Sure. But that's because, again, as pointed out, He is never called upon to speak. Yes, right. Fucking Slash. Oh, it's my Slash.
0: He's, uh, you don't know what I sound like. I could sound like anything. I've heard Slash in interviews, and this is what Slash sounds like. Oh, it's my Slash. No, no. I like the Gunsy Roses. Where's me Finky Slash's. Slash's name is Saul Hudson (laughs) in real life, and he sounds like this. Uh yeah, it was um. I was in Guns and Roses for a while. Now I got slash Snake Bit, but man, yeah, that's uh, f- rock and roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like a mumbly dude. Nice, yeah. Him and Keith Richards just. Yeah. Have an no, incomprehensible... Keith
1: Richards is.
0: Keith Richards is like, oh, God, I'm Keith Richards. <laughs> no, no, Keith Richards is. Uh,
1: hey guys, it's me, Keith Richards.
0: <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that.
1: In real life, I'm the size of a beer can. <laughs> Please don't stamp on me.
0: Uh, I saw Mama Street. I that's crazy because I saw I saw the Rolling Stones like in concert and uh, ACDC opened for them, which is bananas. And they blew them out of the stage. The Rolling Stones had no business coming out on that stage <laughs> after ACDC played, but they did anyways. And then halfway through the show, they brought uh, after they had previous, they brought Justin Timberlake out to do "Miss You," which was finally the crowd was like okay with Justin Timberlake. But then they brought out ACDC and they brought out Malcolm and Angus Young and Brian Johnson, the whole band, and they did like this just like blues song and like I, when ACDC were out I was like look at these fucking titans of rock holy shit these Australian fucking badasses and they came out during the Rolling Stones set and I went they are all the size of Willow
2: <laughs>
0: they're all like three feet tall they're wee little guys yeah. and like Keith Richards isn't that tall but holy shit he towers over Ang- Angus Young Angus Young is like a tiny little imp And he blew them out of the stage again! (laughs) Anyways, this is a mini-so. In
1: conclusion, the stones kind of suck. No, yeah, the stones kind of suck. Like anything post-
2: ACDC fucking
0: rules. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eagles are not that great. Steely Dan, tops. Bon Jovi's got a good album yeah true. guns and roses is a hot pile of garbage
0: but appetite for destruction is so good i mean sure i don't know. use your illusion part
1: two is pretty all right
0: look there are a couple good songs on both use your illusion albums but the best song is the one from terminator 2 because yeah. in the video the terminator comes to a guns and roses concert <laughs> to kill axel rose
1: yeah reasonable it's great. I think the the readout is like too dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. So and then, fucking of... November rain, where they ruined that perfectly good wedding.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they Those weren't invited. <laughs> Those jerks. What are you doing? So that's gonna do it for this kind of Minnesota body counts Uh beer. Uh, we'll be back next week when we're actually talking about action movies again, unless we decide that we're gonna do uh, uh, the Lambic Lies Down on Broadway, where we discuss Genesis. Ooh,
2: let's do that's it! That's a good one, right? The fifth. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley.
1: I'm your Sludgehammer, Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time.
0: So jazzy. Sledgehammer. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney-Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitch, or wherever you get podcasts from, and leave us a rating or review. You can check us out on Facebook, you can check us out on Twitter, at Body Count Cast, or you can email us at bodycountsandbeard at gmail.com.